0: Hello, my name is Frank Falvey, and today I want us to relax because I'm going to do some musings, you know, some thoughts on a subject. The subject normally is referred to as good and evil, but I don't think in contemporary language good has the same meaning as evil does. So I'd like to begin with good and bad. Good and bad. You know, I think all of us children of God uh, are born with the ability and the possibility of doing good. And I think we also are born with the possibility of doing some bad. We're given what's theologically called free will. We can make our own decisions. Now I certainly recognize that a place of birth, uh, our parents standing in the community, their economic resources, where you were born, when you were born, under what circumstances, all contribute and have an influence to who you are and who you will become. But still, it is within each of us to learn what is good and to seek and understand what is bad. I think there are, in normal or most people in the world, we do some good, and we do some bad things. And the things that really are bad are when we affect the lives of other individuals. So I picture in my mind that there is a scale. And as you go up the good scale, I can't quite find the right word, but I'm going to use the word righteousness. We're kind of moving to to a higher standard, and some people even reach the standard of being a a, a Mahatma Gandhi, whose statue in this continental United States is in. Uh, Sharon Sherburne Mass in Sherburne Mass just as you're entering the town. There are even local people that have reached a good, the people that formed the Safe Coalition saw a problem and saw some bad things happening and they have drastically changed things around in this area think about bad things though again when you somehow hurt someone else either physically emotionally that level of badness seems to go up and certainly school killings killings at music festivals bar rooms, to me that reaches a point that we call it evil, evil. Bad, terrible beyond what I would say most of us can humanly comprehend. We're human beings. I know that one of the officials of Israel said that the people that crossed the border and killed Israel mothers and fathers and civilians, they were monsters. Well, they may have been monsters, but they were human. They were human monsters. They lived lives like us. They needed bread. They needed other things to sustain their life. But what they did, undoubtedly, unquestionably, was evil. Their actions spoke nothing but the worst. And so when I saw the news, when I saw what happened, and I saw the interviews, it bothered me. It bothered me that same in America as we allow guns to perpetrate and cause evil in our society and kind of ignore it, that here, Palestinians, a terror group, crossed the line and commanded ultimate evil of killing people. And the first thing that came to my mind is why? Why in the world would they want to do that? Why in the world would they want to do the terror and the kidnapping that they accomplished. It makes no sense because that is Israel's Pearl Harbor, Israel's 9-11. The citizens of Israel are gonna be so upset and mad that what are they gonna do? They said they weren't going after the terrorists. They said they were going to go to war. And for Israel, you know, before you even did that act, that the world was going to condemn you for the most part. And the Israel nation was going to throw its might totally against you. And their might, you knew, was going to be so overwhelming that you had no defense against it. You had no ability to thwart, or even a tiny bit push back what they were going to do to you and your citizens. So why do it? It brings me to a point to go back to good and righteousness, it seems, I mean going back to evil and righteousness, it seems that evil always wins when it comes to ethnic conflicts, hatreds, religious animosities against one another. It seems that evil is always the predominantly winner. In World War II, Germany presented and carried out ethnic cleansing. They carried out wiping out an ethnic group. Why? because for some reason, inborn within that community, they hated that population. And so they were sent people to the gas chambers. After World War II, every nation said we are not going to allow that type of warfare, or situation to arise again in the world, that they were not going to let one group of people annihilate another or injure another to a huge extent. Israel, the United States, the world, condemned it and said they would not allow it to happen. And what has happened since World War II? The Iraq gassed the Kurds. The Hutus and Tutsis in Africa went after one another. In the Sudan, one group was massacring another. In Yugoslavia, Christians and Muslims were being killed by one another, mainly all one-sided. We have put up with people that have committed genocide. We have never sent a United, a United Nations force to prevent it. Israel, the United States has never sent a force to stop it. Why is that? We know it's horrific. We know it's uncalled for. Going back to why Palestinians did what they did on October 7th. I saw a movie recently. It was The Holdovers. There was this professor that, at a private school that taught ancient history that had to take care of some kids that couldn't go home for, I don't know whether it was Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, but he had to oversee them because they could not, Uh, for one reason or another go home and in one part of that movie he said you have to know the history that has gone on before you. I agree with that. I agree that you need to understand these hatreds that have developed over centuries, over years, but why is it that it's so easy to inflame these hatreds? Why is it that this hatred for one group or people that have done atrocities to you, yes, you have a grievance. Palestinians and Jewish people have a history. They have grievances against one another. It seemed that before the terrorist attack, that there might have been a chance to have another Arab country come to some sort of settlement and resolution with the Israel state. By orchestrating this attack, that is never going to happen. The hatred has been rekindled. I. I don't know why, why we can't in our human understanding of one another, you know, we're made of the, basically the same way. We have cultural differences and maybe skin color differences, but we are human beings. We need some way to gain and understand respect at the same time as being, uh, I don't know, being prepared to have bad things happen to us as a culture, as a people. To uh, I think the Palestinians wanted a wider war. I think we're very near having that wider war. We have groups that are some wi- way, taking a Palestinian stand and firing missiles and uh, drones and other things at not only Israel but at commercial shipping, at uh, Navy stuff, What, what is a wider war ever going to accomplish? The government of Israel, it is said, has a right to attack because they've been attacked unmercifully and first, but it doesn't rest easy with me when 11, 12, 15, 20,000 or more, who knows what the number will be, are slaughtered and killed. And is the Palestinian government somewhat to blame for that? Certainly. You know, I heard in Henry Kissinger's life and review of his recent passing, that I don't know whether it was him or someone else said. You know, a statesman, a statesman is always trying to choose the worst of two evils. I think what the Palestinians did was evil. I think what they did was to perpetuate hatred. What they did may cause a larger, more significant conflict. And what they did by poor administration in Gaza only looking out for some belief, some theory that they have or grievances that they have that they feel is right to uh, prosecute, but to take money as the government authority only for military, to ruin the economy, to have people around where you're firing so that the enemy can just uh, wipe out building after building there are two evils going on israel has decided that they have the power and the military might that they can level they can level gaza what, what is one of the reasons that they can they want to do that i go back to world war 2 My father probably was on his way to Japan after serving in Europe. He thinks President Harry Truman was probably the greatest president ever. Why? Because we dropped two atomic bombs, one in Hiroshima and one in Nagasaki, and he didn't have to fight in Japan. The reason that they dropped the atomic bombs was a different time, different era, different culture. But the reason was it would cost less American lives. As an American citizen, that still haunts me. My father's possible life that Harry Truman wanted to save against the hundreds of thousands of Japanese civilians that were killed for one reason and one reason only. It wasn't dropped on any military target, they were dropped on civilian targets. Why? Because it would save American lives. Why isn't Special Forces going into those tunnels and rooting out the enemy because it would cost more Jewish lives. I could be completely wrong and completely off base, but Israel has always impressed me as Israeli citizens are the salt and the principle of the earth and need to be protected at all cost. Meaning that other lives of other people that are non-combatants and not, not fighting against the state of Israel are being killed. I don't know the total answer. I'm a person that all his life has asked the questions. Maybe someone out there would like uh, to come on a program like this and respond with an answer. I know that we need to respect, understand, at the same time Be aware that there are evil people. There are evil organizations. And you can tell them when they want to hurt people. You need, within your own thought process, within your own historical you need to look at how the State of Israel was created in 1948. Who were the terrorists then? Who kicked out all the Palestinians from Israel that they could? I. I. I would like you, particularly, the Jewish Bible, the Hebrew Bible, the first five books of it are called the Torah. The Torah is studied and has been studied for centuries. If you have the opportunity, I would like you to read the Torah. At the same time that you're reading the Torah, read the Quran. Read what the Muslim faith is based on, the Quran. It's interesting that both books you read from the back to the front. When it's in Hebrew, Hebrew books start at the back and work to the front. The Quran actually is front to back, but because you're supposed to memorize the Quran, the easiest place to begin reading, and one of the more finest chapters, is in the back of the book, the last one. So a lot of people Begin to read and understand the Quran from the back to the front. Well, I've been wrestling this with uh, since October seventh. Uh, this is almost the day that FDR said. December 7th will be a day that lives in infamy. And for me it is. But I'm not sure in all these years much has changed. We need change. We need to begin to look at people as holy. We need to begin to look and help one another on a local level and on a rural level. Well, that's my musings. I'm sure I will uh, be back again with uh, some more. Again, if you would... uh, like to respond, you can uh, call the studio here, 508-541-4118. You can write us at uh, Franklin Cable, uh, 23 Hutchison Street, Franklin, Mass. Thank you for watching, and good health to you. This program was made possible by your Franklin friends and neighbors, good folks just like you. Thanks for supporting Franklin TV. And thanks for watching.